Hey guys, it's Kyla, and I'm your host of That Christian Girl Podcast, a podcast that's devoted to inspiring and encouraging Christians of all walks of life to become their full godly potential. I hope you guys enjoy today's episode, and thank you so much for listening. Yo, what's up? It's Kyla back at it again with another episode of That Christian Girl podcast, and I'm super excited for today's episode. So, Valentine's Day is, well, in two days from when I'm recording this, but tomorrow from the day that this comes out, or maybe you're listening to this on Valentine's Day, who knows? But it's fast approaching, and I thought that I should do a little episode just reminding us, one, what love really is, two, what we can do even if we're single, and three, just how we can get the most out of Valentine's Day, which includes taking a little solo date with Jesus this Valentine's Day instead of sitting sadly in your room because you don't have a guy. (laughs) So anyways, let's jump right into the episode. Oh wait, but first, actually, I have a little review, which I didn't realize I had last time. But somebody did write a super sweet review on Apple Podcasts, so give me just a moment to put that up. So, it was on January 31st, and somehow I did not see it, and I don't know who it was from, because sometimes y'all don't have your names in the thing, so... She just said, Kyla is so relatable and encouraging. She reminds me to put God first and honor him with everything I do. So thank you so much for that review. I am so thankful for all of you have who have left reviews. It really makes my day a little bit brighter every time I see one of your reviews. And it just helps out the podcast so much when you just take like five seconds to either rate it on Apple Podcast or review it. Oh, rate it on Spotify or review it on Apple Podcasts, because that helps just reach new audiences, and yeah. So, thank you so much for your review. That was really sweet when I saw it yesterday. I was like, oh, that's so sweet. I'm sad I didn't see it earlier, but I just want to do a little shout-out. I love doing shout-outs to you guys when you, like, put in a little review or say something sweet over on the questionnaires on, what is it called? um, Spotify, or even when you, like, DM me, sometimes I'll shout you guys out. Oh, also, there was this super sweet girl who, on a reel, actually went viral. I am loving this comment section for this one reel. It's, it honestly makes me laugh, but also makes me, like, it's so sweet. It was the one where I posted, um, which is, like, if God is the king of kings, I'm his daughter, and that means I'm and it's to the Princess Diaries movie, and it's like, a princess? Shut up! So, I don't know, I thought it was kind of funny. Anyways, somebody was like, by the way, I love your podcast on Spotify, it's so good. And that was like super, super sweet. So, thank you, Julia. Um, I'm here. I Hopefully, you're listening to this, so thank you for that, too. That was super sweet, and I was like, oh, thank you. And just thank you for the community that I built. Like, this is crazy, you guys. We now have over 16K of you. And it's just, like, such a blessing. So, thank you all for being here and, like, just supporting. And, like, it's crazy to see how God has worked through 
Instagram and this podcast itself like crazy cool you guys so thank you so much for your support whether it's on one of the streaming platforms whether it's just listening or even rating it and also thank you for your support over on Instagram if you have that because like it's just crazy you guys we're doing something good with this so thank you so much for your support and it's just really crazy to see how much God has worked through this podcast like blows my mind so yeah that's what I wanted to start with and then now we're gonna be jumping into the actual bulk of this episode and I actually kind of just have this lesson plan up I didn't make like a full-fledged like thought out plan for this but we I help with this club called fellowship of Christian athletes and we were doing this was a few weeks ago actually it was on the 30th of January but we did the topic of biblical love and I thought well maybe I could just like talk about that for the first part of the episode and then go into my own things but it was like such a good discussion and I thought like wow this can be podcast too um so we kind of talked we first talked about like what does the world define love as and it's like the world would define love as a feeling and we also like the world fixates on romantic love so like in disney movies taylor swift songs what other ones just songs in general and movies in general and just like our pop culture even like going around every day social media we are confronted with couples and you know that's it's fine it's like good that people are in these relationships especially if they're honoring god in them but it can be hard for us single ladies and it can be hard because you know sometimes we feel a little bit like sad that we don't have that kind of love and this love that's romanticized and like highlighted for just about everybody but i'm here to remind you guys that this isn't what real love is well it's like a type of love but this isn't what true love is true love isn't actually a feeling so we say that like love is a feeling that it comes and goes and i love you often means that like you make me feel a certain way so if you say somebody i say to somebody i love you it means like i feel like an attraction to you you make me feel this way and love is more than just a feeling love is more than just attraction i think it's something so beautiful so let's just turn to well i'm gonna turn to you can turn to it too but just look at some scripture about love and the first one is first john 4 8 and this verse says and anyone who does not love does not know god because god is love so just like this tells us that god is love and that god not only loves us but he is the very essence of love in his very nature and you cannot love without god so he shows us this love by we can read it in romans 5 6 through 8 
Romans 5, 6 through 8 says, For while we were still weak, at the right time Christ died for the ungodly. For one will scarcely die for a righteous person, though perhaps for a good person one would even dare to die. But God shows us his love for us and that we were still sinners. Christ died for us. So this tells us that the biblical definition of love is sacrificial love. So love that gives itself for the good of another. Because it says in verse 8, But God shows his love for us, and that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. That is crazy. Like, God loves us so much that he sent his only son down to die for us. When we were still sinners, when we still hated him, when we were still against him. So, like, we, if you think, like, there's basically nobody that I know. Like, I don't think I know anybody who has died for somebody else other than Jesus. So, and, like, that's crazy because maybe you would die for a good person. Like, there's the people in the army who, like, or the navy who have died for the good of others. But rarely, if ever, do you see anybody dying for somebody who is against them, who hates them, who is our enemy. But Christ died for us while we were still sinners, so his enemy. And I just want to go back to John. I have to find this one. This one's actually not on the lesson plan, but... It's the great commandment in John 14, 34 through 35. Oh, John 13, 34 through 35. It says, a new commandment I give to you, that you love one another just as I have loved you. You also are to love one another. By this, all people will know that you are my disciples, if you have love for one another. So we are supposed to love one another. And also when, I can't quite remember where this was, but when the Pharisees went up to Jesus and was like, what's the greatest commandment? And he said, first, love the Lord your God with all your heart. And then, oh, with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. And then love your neighbor as yourself. Oh, and then this is Mark 12, 29 through 31. This was one of the um, meth lesson plan. But then also Jesus shows this again in John 13, 34 through 35, which he says, like, that you love one another just as I have loved you. You are also to love one another. So, but what does this look like practically? So, how do we love God sacrificially? And, like, how we can love God sacrificially? Because this is the number one commandment that we have because we are supposed to love the Lord your God, with all your heart, soul, and mind. And the way that we can do this is living with Christ as our first priority. So this was actually the FCA lesson land for this week. Like, well, actually it was um, apathy, so spiritual apathy. But I was helping with the lesson plan yesterday and I was like, what are some things that we do instead of putting God as our our first priority. And I was thinking like social media, sleeping in an extra five to 10 minutes, just being plain old lazy, or even other things like schoolwork and work and whatever may like happen in our lives. But we should be putting God as our first priority. And this is kind of hard because 
you'd think, oh yeah, God's my first priority. But also, what does that mean? Like, it's kind of hard to wade the waters on that a little bit. And I think it's hard to wade the waters on that a little bit. And I think the number one way that we know that God is our first priority is who do we go to when we're having a problem in our life? Who do we... like look forward to spending time the most with in our life and then also when we're bored are we more inclined to go to God and spend time with God or are we more inclined to go lay on the couch or go scroll through social media like what are we most inclined to do and that should tell us like where our priorities are where our idols are so are we who are we going to when we have problems? Are we going to God or are we going to our best friend? And I don't think going to our friend is a bad thing. Like I do that all of the time. But are we going to that friend every single time that something bad comes up first before we go to God? Because you can go to God first, pray about it and be like, Lord, this is what's happening, blah, 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 blah. And then you can go to that friend and tell them about your struggles and stuff. But I think something that's like so important is to make sure that we're making God our first priority. So going to him first, spending time with him when in the morning, whether that's listening to worship music or just praying for a little bit or even reading our Bibles and then also spending time in his word every single day. It's hard. I don't do it. Like here's the authentic part of me. I don't always spend time in God's word, like just putting it plainly, but also I think it's so important that we at least get a tiny bit of time in the word every single day, or at least try and even read the verse of the day because I have the version app and they send me a notification every single day of the verse of the day. So I think... So I think even like reading that verse of the day is something that's like really important. I'm pulling it up right now. And what is the verse of the day? Oh, it's Romans 12:10. Love one another with brotherly affection, outdo another in showing honor. Like that's crazy. I'm talking about love and then the verse of the day is about love. But I think like even reading that verse and just thinking about that verse for like five seconds being like, huh, what does this mean? How can I implement this in my life? Even if it's just one verse is so important. And then listening to like more Christ honoring music throughout the day can also show like this is our first priority because we're feeding our mind with the love of Christ by listening to this music. And then the second commandment, so, and love your neighbor as yourself, and then also your enemy as yourself, and we can do, let's do 1 Corinthians 13, 4 through 7, because that's like the, the big one that everybody turns to. So this one is uh, 1 Corinthians 13, 4 through 7, love is patient, love is kind, Love does not envy or boast. It is not ignorant or rude. It does not insist on its own way. It is not irritable or resentful. It does not rejoice in wrongdoing, but rejoices in the truth. Love bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. And then verse 8, love never ends. I think those are really good verses to like show us what love is. Because it says love is patient. 
like that's a big one are we being patient with people around us I know that sometimes I have short patience so that's something that I should be working on how can I love others better having a longer patience love is kind am I being kind to the people around me am am I being like am I being respectful of them am I being thoughtful of their feelings thoughts and feelings love does not envy or boast so am I envying other people am I boasting about my own things to other people am I being prideful love is not ignorant ignorant arrogant (laughs) arrogant love is not arrogant am I being arrogant towards others and love is not rude so am I treating other people kindly or am I treating them rudely who can I treat more kindly in my everyday life it does not insist on its own way so are we saying like my my way is the best way like no other way you no no other way it does not insist on its own way so it doesn't say like we do it this way or we don't do it at all it is not irritable or resentful so are we getting irritated at people because i get irritated at people so this is like good for me just to read through these and go through it like where i where am i irritable am i irritable with my siblings yeah a lot so how can i be less irritable how can i love them more love is not resentful who am i holding in my like resent for in my heart like how can i get rid of that resent how can i forgive that person because i feel like love is also forgiveness god shows his love to us by forgiveness so we should forgive others like this is a big thing in the bible and something that i've just been learning recently too like how can i forgive how can i not be resentful towards others it's so easy sometimes to be so resentful towards certain people who have hurt us but how can we forgive how can we be forgiving towards other people but also love isn't affirming all behaviors or beliefs so first corinthians 13 6 so verse 6 it does not rejoice at wrongdoing so if we truly love somebody that We should be confrontational as well. So if they are doing something like that is going against the will of God or that is hurting us, we should confront them, but in a humble and loving way. And I like to think of 1 Peter 5, 5, which says, Likewise, you who are younger, be subject to the elders. Clothe yourselves, all of you, with humility towards one another. For God opposes the proud, but gives grace to the humble. So just the clothing yourselves with humility towards one another. Like, we should be humble and loving towards these people when they're, like, when they're hurting us. We should confront them in a loving and humble way. And even if Like, if they're doing something that we know is wrong, we should confront them, but we shouldn't be boastful or ignorant. Ignorant? Whoa. What was that word? Arrogant? Or irritable? Or we shouldn't approach them in a resentful way, but also we, if we truly love somebody, we shouldn't affirm their wrongdoing, and we shouldn't affirm their wrong behaviors so 
Like, that's just a side side note. And also another thing that we can really look for, like, some other practical ways to love one another besides just knowing what love is with 1 Corinthians, uh, the 1 Corinthians 13, 4 through 7 verses. We can look at the one another's. These are actually some of my favorite verses in the Bible um, because I did a whole Bible study with some people at my church and we just went through these so I'll just read the verses well I won't read the verses verses but I'll read the verse lookups not lookups but I'll just do a few little examples say what verse it's from and then just say the one and others so John 13 34 through 35 which is like the great commandment love one another Romans 12 10 be devoted to one another Romans 12:16 live in harmony with one another. Galatians 5:13 serve one another. Colossians 3:13 bear with and forgive one another. And those are all practical ways we can show love for one another. And there are so many other one another passages in scripture. And also just a side note, God never puts confinements on the one another's. So that means that we should be showing love, especially like going back to the John 13, 34 through 35, the love one another. We should be showing love to everyone in these ways, no matter how they treat us, how, no matter if they like us, etc. We are instructed to love even our enemies and to pray for those who abuse us. So Luke 6 27 through 28 and I think a great way that we can also show love for other people is prayer so even the people that dislike us even the people that we dislike we should be loving them and praying for them because I think a great way this is just another side note on forgiveness something that I've been learning is while I talk to one of the youth leaders at my church and I was like how do I know that I've forgiven a person and they said like well imagine yourself going and getting coffee with them and talking about what happened like how they hurt you and imagine yourself talking about that and you know that you've forgiven them when you can go through that whole situation and not feel like resentment against them for what they did to you when you can truly feel like yeah everything's okay and then what my it's actually my pastor's wife she was saying for somebody that she found hard to forgive she said that she imagined herself giving them a hug afterwards and like that was a big thing for her but you know it might look different for different situations like you can definitely put boundaries up but I feel like something Like, how we know that we've forgiven somebody and then also that how we can show love is just showing, like, compassion for them even in our prayers. So, like, pray for them. And can you pray for them even without a resentful heart? So, I think that's a big thing. And then also, there's some other ideas how we can love one another. So, we could volunteer. We could look for ways to serve our family, our team or our classmates we could practice patience that's a big one we could assume the best about people 
So not assume that they're just this terrible person. Assume that, well, maybe they're going through something rough and they just need somebody to love them today. We can practice joy and encourage people. We can focus on other people and how you can encourage them and interact positively with them and love them instead of thinking how you can just serve yourself. So thinking how how you can serve others and then also boldly telling people the truth. That's a big way we can show love. Showing commitment to other people and being willing to take time out of your day for other people and to serve other people not just be so self-serving. And also, to go along with this, just think of one person in your life this Valentine's Day week that is kind of hard to love. So whether that's siblings, I feel like siblings might be the easiest thing to think of because, you know, it's easy to show love for them and serve them and have it not be weird. Like, if there's some person in your class that's, like, really hard to love, but also you're not close friends, yes, there's a few people in my class like that, but you're not gonna, like, get them flowers for Valentine's Day or get them some kind of chocolates and be like, I love you. No, that would be a little weird. So, I feel like siblings is a good example, but also it could be, like, a friend or just somebody that you kind of know and just... Or somebody from your church that sometimes is harder for you to get along with. It can be even, like, be somebody that you have a hard time getting along with. But you, like, have to get along with them. And we are called to love them and we're called to get along with them. So, just think of, like, one person that you can show love to this week. That you can serve this week. So, yes, it could be your mom. Even if, like, you don't have a trouble, like, loving your mom. I think... One of the things about this challenge is, like, find somebody who's a little bit harder to love, like your siblings, but you could also just find somebody that you can, like, serve this week. So, you could do your dishes for your mom or get her some nice flowers for Valentine's Day, or you could write somebody a nice note that maybe you wouldn't even think to write a nice note to or that, like, you just want to serve in a nice way, like, nice loving way and show your love for them. Like, think of one person. Like, my sisters, I could get them something for Valentine's Day, and I might actually do that. I'm getting my friends stuff for Valentine's Day, and I think also maybe my mom, so hopefully she's not listening to this, (laughs) but I'm hoping to get some people flowers for Valentine's Day, just, like, gift, give, I like giving gifts, so hoping to do that this Valentine's Day, but also... Just think of, like, some way that you could serve somebody. I think that is so important. Like, how can we be serving others this Valentine's Day? Okay, so now we talked kind of about what love is, but also I wanted to talk more about the romantic side of things because I feel like it's so easy for us this Valentine's Day season, like every Valentine's Day season, to look at all the cute couples, to look at all the things on Instagram and be like, oh, I just want that. I just want to be in a relationship. I'm single and ready to mingle. I am so tired of not having this excitement in my life. 
And I feel like it all goes down to like, where does our ultimate satisfaction come from? It comes from Jesus. So if you're like really feeling a yearning for that, maybe go to the Lord in prayer. Just be like, Lord, please show me, please help me rearrange my priorities. Please help satisfy me in you. Please help me find true satisfaction in you. Even if I feel like it's so hard right now, please satisfy me in your love and show me that your love is greater than any guy could ever love me. But also, I want to talk just about the blessing of being single. If you're in a relationship, you can listen to this or you can skip through this because I do have something at the end for everybody regardless of their relationship status. But I just wanted to touch on this because I feel like this is something that even I'm struggling with because as a high schooler, you are confronted with so many things about love. There are Rose grams. Actually, I did get my friend one because she got me a candy cane gram for Christmas. So I got her a rose gram. If you don't know what that is, it's you. It's usually a club that does it. It's usually like a nonprofit service club. So you buy it from them at lunch, and then they go around to the classes the day of. So on Valentine's Day, and the rose gram, they have a rose, and they bring it around to the classes. And I got her singing one, so there will be some singing people going around singing um, (laughs) to my friends. But then I realized that, because we have band together, but I realized she might be in orchestra, because the orchestra steals the band kids quite a lot. So that'll be devastating if I don't get to see her embarrassed, because she totally embarrassed me over Christmas time with the candy cane gram. But it's just funny, and I hope she enjoys her flower. But they're just, like, silly little things, and I forgot where the money's going this time. But I know for the candy cane grams I went to, um, this one mental health, like, institute, but not really, foundation, just helps with, like, teen mental health, because, like, that's something big in Montana especially, just because I feel like it's, some of it just has to do with the weather, too, just how dark and like gloomy it gets a lot of the times in winter so I feel like a lot of people are just kind of sad in Montana and it's just kind of hard to be a part of that too um live here when you see all of that heartbreak but I'm going off into a side tangent anyways so I got her rose gram and that was really funny I don't even know where I was going with this. Oh, yeah. So it seems like you are confronted with so many reminders of love and relationships. And, you know, there's dances. There's a winter formal coming up this weekend, which is literally a dance. But, well, I don't think usually they don't use it, do it on Valentine's Day. But this weekend... They're, well, this next weekend they're doing it and it's like Valentine's Day themed and it just seems like there's so many things in your face, especially when you're in high school and even like college age that just scream like, get in a relationship. Relationships are fun. And even when you're older, I think once you like get past middle school until you're married, I feel like there are so many things that are just like, you need to be in a relationship 
And especially just in the church, sometimes there's pressure to be in a relationship, to get married, and all of that stuff. And that's not a bad wish. That's not a bad want. Like, I want to get married when I'm older, but also I got to remember, like, there is a reason for this season. And I just wanted to talk about, like, how great this season can be. So, when you're single, there is so much more time for us to spend with the Lord. I think I even have it on my prayer board. Let me find it. I think I have it. <laughs> oh, yes. 1 Corinthians 7, 8. Now to the unmarried and to the widows, I say, it is good for them to stay unmarried as I do. So I think that verse is like such a good encouragement because Paul was unmarried. He never got married. And, like, see how many good things he did for the church. And I think there is such a good blessing, like, such a blessing of being single and not being married. And, oh, I think it's in 1 Corinthians 2. But I don't quite know the verse. And I don't want to spend, like, 10 minutes looking for it. But he's just going through like all of the blessings of being unmarried and how the single woman, the unmarried woman, is not thinking of things of this world. She's thinking of things above. But once you get married, you are much more focused on things of the world. You're much more focused on your husband, on your house because especially for women like their place is to take care of the house and I think that take care of the house and take care of the children and she should have that well I think it depends on everybody's relation like each every individual relationship but that's something that I'm looking forward to as like somebody who wants to get married like yeah I'm looking forward to being able to take care of my household and being able to take care of my children and serve my children and like be that mom for my children. But also that gives you so much less time to spend with the Lord. I read this whole book and I talked about this a lot when I first started this, but I don't think I've really brought it up. It's called Lady in Waiting, and it's a book that just goes through, like, all of the blessings of singleness and what we should be doing to proactively use our time of singleness, and I think that was really encouraging for me. This was right after I got sophomore year me was the girl who just wanted to be in a relationship. I was kind of at the impression, like, I want to have a high school sweetheart that's what I grew up wanting and then I realized after sophomore year like yeah this is not happening there's not like any guys at my school who are godly and who are mature there's a few but like I don't think anything's gonna happen with them I'm like oh yeah college waiting for college but or even beyond like the Lord will do what he wants He will do his will for my life. I will stay single as long as he wants me to stay single. But sophomore me was definitely the kind of girl who just wanted that. She wanted to be in a relationship. And 
that was part of me just like not finding my full satisfaction from the Lord and not being truly satisfied by the Lord but one day I picked up this book from the thrift store and I was like huh I wonder if this is any good and I used it kind of as a devotional and I made it through I don't know how many chapters but it was like so good for me because I had gotten out of this pretty bad relationship and it just we weren't I wasn't as mature he wasn't as mature there were other things going on it just made it like so difficult and he wasn't a Christian but he had said like oh yeah I've gone to church you know I'll go to church with you blah 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 famous last words (laughs) but I had been so unsatisfied and I just like I'm just ready I'm ready for a relationship I'm not finding my full satisfaction in the Lord and I realized that and I got this book and it just drew in like it spoke so much into my life and it showed me just all of the blessings of singleness how many things can I be working on in my single season so I think the number one thing is maybe I'll even try and find it the number one thing that oh I found it first Corinthians seven thirty four. And the unmarried or betrothed woman is anxious about the things of the Lord, how to be holy in body and spirit. But the married woman is anxious about worldly things, how to please her husband. I say this for your own benefit, not to lay any restraint upon you, but to promote good order and to secure your undivided devotion to the Lord. So the number one reason for a season of singleness is for our devotion to the Lord because it even says here like the unmarried woman is not anxious is anxious about things of the Lord how to be holy in body and spirit and we should be we should be securing our undivided devotion to the Lord in our single season and I feel like singleness is for the benefit of us and I feel like we don't see that and it's so hard to see that especially in Valentine's Day when you're just like there's so many couples and they're all so cute and I see Instagram and I just wish I had that and I'm just so lonely and I hate Valentine's Day but we should think like wow this is for a reason we should be thinking about the things of the Lord and how to be holy in body and spirit And how are we securing our undivided devotion to the Lord? Because things are just going to get messier if you're adding a boyfriend or a husband into the mix. It's so much more messier when we do that. We are anxious about so many more things. I feel like people spend more time worrying about their boyfriends than they do about their, like, girlfriends. But, like, friends their besties you know like they are more oh when can we have date night when can we hang out let's do all these facetime calls blah 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 blah. and they're so concerned about this boy or if you're a boy this girl and while like best friends are definitely like that too I talk to my best friend every single day she gets all of the audio messages that I send her it's kind of funny I send her a lot but I am not as anxious about, like, when can we hang out? Well, 
I'm always like, when can we hang out? Because we don't go to the same school. But I feel like there's so much more pressure on somebody who's dating to, like, spend a lot of time together. While, like, friends, you can go, like, a month or two without seeing each other and just, like, have a... Well, my best friend who lives in the same town, she goes to a different school. So I don't get to see her, like, barely ever. So we'll go quite a little while without seeing each other like a month a month and a half without seeing each other but we're just fine but like unless it's long distance if you and your boyfriend or girlfriend live in the same town I feel like there's so much pressure like when can we hang out every single week and it's like such not in a bad way but it is a leech on your time sometimes and it's so easy for you just to be concerned like when can I hang out with him next? When do we get to see each other next? When can we schedule this FaceTime call? How can I have enough time to spend time with you and everything else? And I feel like, especially with girls, but I just see them spending so much more time worried and so much more time with their boyfriends and talking about their boyfriends and talking to their boyfriends than I see them talking to their girlfriends and their best friends like it's so easy for us girls to just get so caught up in a relationship and I think truly I remember what somebody brought up in the FCA discussion that you can't truly have real love without having a relationship with the creator of love himself like you can't truly love somebody without Jesus and God being in the center of that love between you two and I just think of the triangle triangle thing where it's like the husband and the wife are at the bottom two points and then God is at the top and the closer both of them get to God the closer they get to themselves because the closer you're getting to the creator of love the closer that the closer you are to the ones that you love and the better you can love the ones that you love in this on this world and I think the number one reason for singleness is just to prepare ourselves because this is like the prime time to be getting in bible studies to get a discipler be talking to the girls at your youth group make really strong connections with other christian girls around you build those lifelong friendships with other christians and I think this is the prime time to do all of that stuff when you're single because you are way more concerned about, well, not in a bad way, but you're more concerned about, like, your life and you. And I feel like once you throw in a guy into that mix, you're way more concerned about the guy and what he's thinking, what he's doing, blah, 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 blah. So, like, I just want to use this as encouragement for each and every one of you to like think, well, where are my priorities and how is God fitting into all of this? And am I using my singleness to its full potential? Am I, what does it say in 1 Corinthians 7? Am I securing my undivided devotion to the Lord? Because 
our priorities and even like our relationships, our relationship with God should be the top relationship in our life. And then all of the relationships go under it. I think of this like funny trend where this guy's like, oh, you love God more than me? Well, like you're the one. (laughs) And I think that's like true. We should be loving God more than we're loving this boyfriend or girlfriend and it's so hard to love God more if you don't have a stable strong relationship with him so we should be using our time in singleness to establish that relationship with the Lord and then the final thing I wanted to end with is so how are how can we spend Valentine's Day if we're not in a relationship Do we just ignore it and just get sad? But I want to challenge each and every one of you, even if you are in a relationship, to go on a date with Jesus. Like, not in a weird way, but, like, go on a solo date where you spend time with Jesus. So, kind of like a date with Jesus. And I'm thinking of doing, like, a little thing on Instagram for this, too. But Wednesday, I am going to go to a coffee shop and do a little Bible study and spend time with Jesus and just try and you know, have a nice little break in my day, go treat myself a little bit, and spend time in the Word, spend time in God's presence, and just reminding myself what love truly is. So, how can you spend time with Jesus this Valentine's Day? The most obvious is to read your Bible, but you can also do a lot of other things. You can go outside. It's a little cold to do that in Montana right now. It's currently snowing outside so I'm not sure if I'll really be able to go on a hike or do anything too extraneous outside without being really really cold but you could go outside you could spend some time just in worship you could go to church who I think youth group is going to happen well my youth group is going to happen that day so I will definitely be making it to that but how I'm going to do that is my little solo date with Jesus is I think I'm going to get myself some flowers, maybe get like a fun little treat. I don't know what coffee shop I'm going to go to. I could go to one of the quote-unquote fancier ones and get myself like a nice pastry too, or maybe I could just go to my normal one that I go to on Wednesdays and just chill out there. But go to a coffee shop, maybe buy yourself flowers, just give yourself a little bit of a treat. And spend time with Jesus. So spend time in his word. Spend time in prayer. Spend time worshiping him. Get together with friends and do a little Bible study that day. Just remind yourself of Jesus' love. I think that's the best thing that we can do. And you guys know I'll be definitely celebrating with my friends. I'm planning on getting them all flowers. So that should be super duper fun. But you can do like a little Galentine's and just remind yourself like this is, well, hopefully they're true friends. But like think this is the kind of relationships that I should be focusing on, especially if I'm single. Like my relationships with my relationship with God and then also my relationships with my best friends. And I think that's like something so beautiful and so amazing about like even Valentine's Day is that. You know, now it's not just about the couples. You know, there's Galentine's Day, which is technically the day before, but you can still celebrate it the day of. And I think I'm going to go 
do something with my friends fun that day. So I'm excited for that. Maybe, maybe we can go get crepes or something. I don't know. But, you know, do something with your friends. Having, just doing something fun with them. And just focusing on your relationship with Jesus. I should have, like, looked up how to have a date with Jesus. Prayer garden. So go to a garden. I'm just looking this up. Yeah, just doing a little quiet time. Yeah. Mainly, they just say, like, have a quiet time. Oh, you could also, like, write down prayers to him and just, like, spend time in his presence. I feel like that is something that we can all do on Valentine's Day, no matter your relationship status. So, go on a date with Jesus if you're single or if you're taken this Valentine's Day. Maybe just try and go to a coffee shop. It doesn't even have to be on Valentine's Day, but go to a coffee shop or even go to your couch or a comfy chair in your house. Make yourself some coffee or some tea, whatever you like. I like coffee. I love coffee, but you know, go on a little time with Jesus. You could print out like a coloring sheet with a scripture on it and just read that scripture, whatever it may be. Just, I encourage you to spend a little time with him this Valentine's Day and get out of that like, oh, I'm so sad and lonely because I don't have a boyfriend. Like, get out of that and remember like who love truly is because God is love. So, like, spend time with the creator of love. So, yeah, that's my last thing. I hope you guys all had have a great rest of your day. I'll had a great day if you're listening to this later at night and I will see all of y'all in the next one. I think I'm going to talk a little bit about balance. I'm not quite sure, but hopefully all of your Valentine's days go well and hopefully this could encourage you and inspire you to have a little date night with Jesus. Okay, love y'all. Bye. Thank you for listening to the end. I hope you enjoyed today's episode and make sure to go follow me on Instagram at thatchristiangirl.podcast or you could email me at thatchristiangirl.podcast1 at gmail.com. Make sure you follow and rate the show because that really helps me out. And thank you so much for listening and I hope to see you in the next one.